Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast, presented by FlickeringMyth.com. I'm your host, Court Dunn. Join us as we talk to writers about their work, their process, and what it means to be a writer. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash writer experience. Audible has over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the Writer Experience Podcast. This is your host, Court Dunn, here, and today we actually don't have a guest. Today we are going to do something special. We've had a lot of learnings. We've had a lot of great guests from various walks of life and who have worked on really great projects. And there are a lot of great learnings in there. So we wanted to actually go back, look through those episodes, pull out all those insights that inspired us and that we think would really inspire you. So we hope you take something away from this and enjoy the show. Today's guest is Christopher Golden. Chris is the New York Times bestselling and Bram Stoker award-winning author of Ararat, Snowblind, Dead Ringers, and of Saints and Shadows, among many other novels. With Mike Mignola, he is the co-creator of two cult favorite comic book series, Baltimore and Joe Gollum, a cult detective. Chris is also the editor of such anthologies as Seize the Night, The New Dead, and Dark Cities. His upcoming novel, Red Hands, which is on sale December 8th through St. Martin's Press, is a part of the Ben Walker series, which has been optioned by AGC for television development. This new supernatural thriller finds weird shit expert Ben Walker on the hunt for a young woman who has been infected by a deadly bioweapon and must unravel the mystery of her now deadly touch. Chris also just finished a new horror novel for St. Martin's Press. When I was 22 years old, my friend Steve Bissett, comics legend Steve Bissett, just when I'd met him, really, gave me the most important advice I've ever had. He said, understand every word of what you're signing and what it could mean later. Because even if you're not happy with what it means later, you can't be resentful if you understood it. You know, understand what you're signing, you know, understand what rights you're giving away, what it could mean to you financially, and weigh those things when you're making that signature. I just think it's so important because so many people, especially people who publish in the small press, but others as well, you know, they sign a contract and they don't understand what they're signing. They don't understand what rights they've given and how those things could be taken advantage of. So you just need to understand it because it'll save you Lots and lots and lots of heartache later in your career. Today's guest is Peter Miller. Peter has been a literary and film manager for several decades and is president and CEO of Global Lion Intellectual Property Management Incorporated. He has represented more than 1,500 books, including multiple New York Times bestsellers. Additionally, his company has had multiple movies produced that he either managed, developed, or executive produced, and currently has many film and television projects in development. Three of those films produced have been nominated for Emmy Awards, Goodbye, Miss Fourth of July, A Gift of Love, and Helter Skelter. Additionally, Peter has a number of film and television projects currently in active development with major film studios and production companies. And he's actively pursuing select clients and projects throughout the world. Pull out a crystal ball, look into the crystal ball, and envision your future. But be optimistic, be realistic. Because the journey, the path, the career of the writer is a very lonely business. 
but the rewards are extraordinary. So I would recommend you be very careful about what you write about. I would be careful about approaching literary representatives until you're ready. I mean, if you knew the garbage that was submitted to us, you wouldn't believe it. People, they send you a query letter and there's misspelled words all over it, run-on sentences, incohesive, and they're out there trying to get somebody to represent them. Don't come to me until you're ready. I've made a lot of people's dreams come true. I get great, great satisfaction out of doing that. I'm also about making money. When I represented Nancy Taylor Rosenberg, I met her through the mail. And the first deal I made for her is I got her a $3 million advance on a four-book deal. Each book was 100,000 words. So if you multiply four times 100,000, you have 400,000. And if you divide 400,000 into $3 million advance, she was getting $750 a word. And I was getting a 15% commission. So the advice is to thy own self be true. You've got to write because you're really passionate and you can't do anything else because writers are artists. And the big mistake that a lot of writers make is they don't have enough experience to write. They have a vivid imagination. And I've heard stories. I mean, some writers have never been any place and have created extraordinary works of art because they had a tremendous command of the English language or whatever language it is, like Dostoevsky or Leo Tolstoy or whatever. But they have the ability to write great prose. So I say to all your fans, writers write on, don't look back, think big, get out there and be successful. And I wish you luck. And if at some point our paths cross and I can do something to help you, I could be available. Today's guest is Joy Gorman-Weddles. Joy is a partner and producer at Anonymous Content, focused on social impact content for women and youth. She's also the executive producer of the Netflix series, 13 Reasons Why, the Apple Plus series, Home Before Dark, and the feature films, Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, and The Meddler, among many other projects. I would say, of course, everybody tells you to write what you know, but you have to balance that with immersing yourself in other people's experiences besides your own so that you can write what they know through the filter of what you know. So I find that some of the most personal work can be devastatingly beautiful. And then some of it can feel self-congratulatory and gratuitous and all about one person's experience. And so radical empathy is what Brian Yorkie always, you know, pointed toward what drove him and the writers to come up with stories on 13 Reasons Why. Immerse yourself in the lives of other people that you want to learn more from and try to put yourself in other people's shoes all the time so that you can write every character with purity and authenticity and passion and love the way that you can write from your own experience. Today's guest is Tiffany Paulson. Tiffany is a writer, director, originally from Kashmir, Washington. She's won both the prestigious Disney slash ABC Writing Fellowship and a Sony TV Diverse Directing Fellowship. She wrote the feature adaptation of Nancy Drew for Warner Brothers, and her sequel to the classic Adventures in Babysitting was nominated for both DGA and Imogen Awards. 
Her first original short, The Swan, won Best Picture at the LA Live Score Film Festival and was an official selection at Palm Springs International. In 2019, Tiffany wrote two original features, Turkey Drop for Freeform and Holiday for Netflix and McGee Wonderland, for which she also served as executive producer. Holiday, which is based on Tiffany's real-life experiences, premiered on Netflix October 20th, 2020, is currently streaming on Netflix. It was the number one streamed film in the world for its first two weeks and is currently the number four Netflix movie for all of 2020. I would say read the scripts from the movies that you love. Actually get PDF. You can find it online anywhere. But read scripts from writers that you love and movies that you love and see what they look like because I can't tell you and I hope this doesn't sound kind of arrogant in any way. I don't mean it that way. But people send me things to read all the time. And I can tell by the first page if they know what they're doing or not, or if they've spent time. Everyone can have a great idea, right? Everyone thinks that they can write. And probably, Ron Howard said this about directing, everyone, you know, probably everybody can direct a movie. Probably everyone can write a script, but just get educated and make sure you're at least knowing what you're doing to present it in the right way. That's half the battle. Like just, just knowing how to format, having a good screenwriting program. And that comes from reading great scripts. Today's guest is Adeline Grace. Adeline is a New York Times bestselling author of All the Stars and Teeth, which was named 2020's Biggest YA Fantasy by Entertainment Weekly. Prior to becoming an author, Adeline spent four years working in live theater, acted as the managing editor of a nonprofit newspaper, and studied storytelling as an intern on Nickelodeon Animation's popular series, The Legend of Korra. Local to San Diego, Adeline spends her non-writing days by watching too much anime and by playing video games with her dorky dog. Yeah, I would say what I kind of mentioned briefly earlier, to not write to trends, to just write what you love. You know, tropes get a lot of hate, but there is a reason that tropes exist. And if you absolutely love enemies to lovers, if you love, you know, memory loss, romance, like whatever you love, somebody else out there loves it enough. For it to be considered a trope, you know? So just write what you love. Don't worry about the market and what is selling. Because by the time you're done with that book, by the time you are trying to get an agent, trends change so quickly. Publishing moves seemingly slowly, but on the outside, pretty fast. So just focus on what you love. And then second tidbit is just the agent stuff, like agent, not unicorn, business partner, which is so hard to just drill into the heads of new writers. I was the exact same. Today's guest is Jim Bloom. Jim's career in the movie and entertainment industries began when he worked with George Lucas on American Graffiti. Soon after, he became an assistant director, working alongside many noted filmmakers, including Francis Ford Coppola on The Conversation, Robert Altman on Thieves Like Us, Sam Peckinpah on The Killer Elite, Steven Spielberg on Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Hal Ashby on Bound for Glory and Coming Home. Matthew Robbins on Corvette Summer, and Phil Kaufman on Invasion of the Body Snatchers. He rejoined George Lucas to become an associate producer on The Empire Strikes Back and the first general manager of ILM. Following this, he became a co-producer on Return of the Jedi. He produced Warning Sign for 20th Century Fox and Fires Within, directed by Gillian Armstrong at MGM. He has also developed movies with Carol Ballard, Volker Schlondorf, Warren Beatty, George Miller, and Guillermo del Toro. In addition to being a producer, Jim has worked as a creative executive at Sony Pictures, leading development of production of two business units, including IMAX 3D movies, including Across the Sea of Time and Wings of Courage, directed by Jean-Jacques Anneau, 
in interactive movies. He also worked at Electronic Arts, where he was recruited to help leverage EA Entertainment Properties into EA TV, an interactive television venture. He later helped found an interactive games company with lead funding from Kleiner Perkins. That would be the first thing that I would choose to say is that, you know, go read other screenwriters, read their work. And I think it's, you know, what's interesting now is that I think it's a lot more available now than it was when I was starting out. When I was starting out, it was impossible to read somebody's script because you couldn't get it. The only way to get a script was to go to the Larry Edmonds bookstore down in Hollywood, you know, and try to see if they had a copy of the script somewhere. It was impossible. But now I think the scripts are all over the place. And I think that the Writers Guild publishes the scripts every year. You know, I know I'm a WGA member and every year I get all the potential nominees. Screenplays are sent to me. So it's always very interesting to read a screenplay. And there were always writers who I would work with at any time they would write something, even if it wasn't for me, I always asked them to send it to me because I love their writing. And it was always such a treat to watch how they, you know, brought a picture to life, you know, because they were such great writers. They had such a, you know, such a way with words. It was really such a treat, you know, very interesting. Today's guest is Paul Vidic. Paul is an author and former senior executive in the entertainment industry for over 20 years. After leaving his business career, he turned to writing full-time. His first novel, An Honorable Man, a publisher's weekly top 10 mystery and thriller in 2016, was followed by The Good Assassin and The Coldest Warrior. His essays in nonfiction have appeared in The Wall Street Journal, Lit Hub, The Nation, Crime Reads, and elsewhere. Paul's newest novel, The Mercenary, releases February 2nd through Pegasus. Write regularly, write diligently, knowing that most of what you're going to write is not going to be very good. But the discipline of writing daily will get you to the place where you begin to feel confident about your work and you begin to feel good about your work. Today's guest is Carol Edgarian. Carol is the author of the New York Times bestseller, Three Stages of Amazement, and the international bestseller, Rise the Euphrates, winner of the ANC Freedom Prize. Her articles and essays have appeared in the Wall Street Journal, NPR, and W, among many others. She is co-founder of the nonprofit Narrative, a leading digital publisher of fiction, poetry, and art, and Narrative in the Schools, which provides reading and writing resources to teachers and students around the world. She's also written for the screen, is developing a limited series for Three Stages of Amazement, teaches fiction, and is a frequent speaker at speaking events around the world on the art of story. Upcoming novel, Vera, is being released through Scribner on March 2nd, 2021. That writing is about generosity. That you draft for the story, but you revise for the reader. And that when you're telling a story, you're taking a reader by the hand and saying, you know, I know there's all that TV, there's all those other stuff you could be doing. Come with me. I'm going to take you by the hand. I'm not going to let go. And we're going to go on a really interesting journey. And you're going to have a great time. So it's about generosity. It's about gifts to the reader. How many gifts can you give the reader? Today's guest is Kate Hope Day. Kate is the author of If Then and the upcoming novel In the Quick. She holds a BA from Bryn Mawr College and a PhD in English from the University of Pittsburgh and was an associate producer at HBO. The television rights for If Then sparked a heated auction, which Heyday Films, the creator of the Harry Potter movies and Gravity, eventually won. 
Apple TV has greenlit the project, contingent upon casting. The NBC Universal as a studio, and Kate will be co-producer for the show. We're really excited about that. And Kate, as I mentioned, has in the quick coming up it's on sale March 2nd through Random House. I had a great experience being edited for an essay that I wrote for the New York Times right around the time that my first novel, If Then, came out. I wrote a personal essay. I had never really written something like that. And it was a pretty daunting experience to know that it was going to be in the New York Times, which has obviously you know a huge number of readers. And it was, I don't know, about like 1,500 words or something like that. And my wonderful editor at the New York Times sort of very kindly kind of gave me the heads up that she loved it, but she was going to cut it down quite a lot. And she just wanted to prepare me for that. And I said, oh, okay, sounds good. And then she sent it back to me. And what a fantastic, first of all, what complete bliss to be edited by a professional like that. And I feel that way about my editor at Random House as well. But this was just this completely surgical, super precise sort of condensation of what I had written. And what a fantastic lesson on, you know, how about 500 or more of those words absolutely were not necessary. And it was just such a great lesson for me that once I get to sort of the very end of, you know, writing a novel or whatever it is, an essay, that I really need to take a day, put it away for a novel, I would say put it away for a few weeks and come back to it and do a pass just for, I would call it sort of like the economy of the prose. Where does that word, you know, not need to be there? Where have you repeated yourself, even though it feels like you haven't? You know, really come at it as the sort of as much as you can, the sort of outside critical eye, because you will find, you know, your prose really can be a lot leaner. That was such a great, I think she thought I was going to be upset, but in fact, I was like in awe and I was like, this is fantastic. I need to learn how to do this, you know, for myself as an editor. We have a lot of writers on this podcast. Do you like what writers write? Do you like free stuff? Well, Audible is offering a free audiobook download for listeners of the Writer Experience Podcast with a free 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. I recently downloaded James Joyce's Ulysses for my commutes into the city, while our producer Harry, who may or may not exist, has been enjoying J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit. To download your free audiobook today, go to audibletrial.com slash writerexperience. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash writer experience for your free audiobook. What's your favorite film of all time? It might be a sophisticated classic, a childhood favorite, or an enjoyable pile of trash you just can't help but watch over and over again. The Pick of the Flicks podcast, hosted by me, Tom Beasley, is all about celebrating people's favorite movies in whatever form they take. Each week, I interview a different guest about their chosen favorite, whether I agree with their choice or think they're as mad as one of Tom Hardy's accents. So tune in to Pick of the Flicks every week on the Flickering Myth Podcast Network and subscribe with your podcast app of choice. Maybe your favourite film will be next. Hi, I'm George. And I'm Sam. And we're from the That's a Classic podcast on the Flickering Myth Network. 
We both bring three films each from a certain genre and we battle it out to find out which is the ultimate classic. So you can listen to us on Flickr and Myth, iTunes or Spotify. Check out what classic we choose every week. Today's guest is Alex London. Alex writes books for adults, including One Day the Soldiers Came, Voices of Children in War, as well as for children, Dog Tag series, an Accidental Adventure series, as well as teens, including Proxy. At one time, a journalist who traveled the world reporting from conflict zones and refugee camps. He is now a full-time novelist living in Philadelphia. Alex's most recent book, the third and final installment in his Skybound Saga series, Gold Wings Rising, is in stores now. Remember that this is a gift that you give yourself the opportunity to write and tell stories and that you are giving your reader and treat it as such. Even when it's painful, even when you're writing painful things and ripping your own emotional guts out, remember that this is a gift and it is a joy and it is an act of kindness and generosity to tell someone else a story and to give yourself space to tell a story. The best successes I've had, both artistically and commercially, have been when I've embraced the joy of it. The most fun I've had as a writer is when I've embraced the joy of it, even when it's writing something really serious and intense treating it like it's a gift. And with the seriousness, you don't want to give someone a crappy gift. So do the work to make sure it's a good gift you're giving someone. You're not, you know, ringing the doorbell and leaving a flaming bag of poop at someone's door. You want to leave them something nice. So put in the work, but never forget that it is an act of kindness, not an act of torture to yourself or your readers. Today's guests are Jermaine Johnson and Ari Lubet. They're both managers and producers at Three Arts Entertainment. I mean, it sounds cliche. You can't fail if you never quit. So much of this business is a series of wins and losses, and it's a roller coaster. And I think oftentimes the people that burn out and leave are people that were maybe three months away from their big, you know, that first break. And I think if you just keep at it, if you really have something to say, just keep at it, keep working on your craft and believe that eventuality is on your side as long as you just keep up the work and you keep working hard. It always makes me think, like Kevin Hart, I think always says it best. Everybody wants to be famous. Nobody wants to do the work. And I think that's, that's something that, that has always stuck with me, the idea of just like keep working at it, even on the hard days, even on the days where you don't want to, and good things will happen. Yeah, you have to trust your gut. You know, that's a big deal. In addition to trusting your gut, just like the way that you would want to lead a good life by surrounding yourself with quality friends and family and, and sort of securing a fixture of, of important you know, interpersonal relationships that help you thrive. You want to think about that in terms of representation too. You know, well, how does you know, your representative talk about you specifically, creatively? How do they understand you? How do they talk about you when you're not on the phone with them to the rest of the development community? You want to think about that with your, you know, attorney and, you know, with your agent and your manager. And, you know, the reason I bring that up is because it's also equally important to listen and process advice paired with your sort of gut instinct creatively. And also another thing that maybe doesn't get as much attention, but reading, you know, reading is a critical foundation. You are taking in new information creatively as a writer structurally, tonally, you know, when you read and you make that, whether it's, you know, nonfiction, fiction, screenwriting, playwrights, 
you know, it's good. It's vegetables. You know, it's it's healthy to take in those perspectives, and I think they then sharpen your output. You know, so I think a bit of advice is yeah, is to make sure your reading is really strong and keeps your perspectives sharp and new and fresh, so that you can give that in your output. And yeah, curating a really careful and thoughtful representation will help enhance everything that you're doing while you're listening to your own instincts and your own gut creatively and in other ways. Today's guest is Chris Entz. Chris is an author and screenwriter who has written more than 20 books on the subject of women in the Old West and has collaborated with producer Howard Kazanjian on seven books, including two about Roy Rogers and the Elevens. Chris has won five Will Rogers Medallion Awards, two Academy of Western Artists Elmer Kelton Awards, and the Western Writers of America Spur Finalist Award. Chris has two books coming out. First, called Iron Women, about the women who built the railroad, comes out later this year, as well as an upcoming book with Howard Kazanjian called The Widow's Circle, about Elizabeth Custer, which comes out in 2022. I would say learn to market your material and to always be looking at how to market your material. A lot of people don't spend any time doing that. They think I've written a book and because I have written this book, now my publisher will take it and they will do what needs to be done for me. And that is just not going to happen. And I know sometimes it feels insulting for people to think, I don't have to market this. This is not my job. That's not what I do. But, you know, Daniel Pink is a wonderful author, too, who writes about marketing. And he wrote to sell as human. And if you are a working author, you've got to be a working salesperson. And that's what I would do. I, would, I emphasize that a lot. I'm the president of Western Writers of America. And I speak a lot to authors about learning how to sell your work, learning how to market your material. No one's going to do that but you. To think that a publisher does that is it's just not true. A publisher might do 800, 900 titles a year. They're not going to spend a whole lot of time on your, especially somebody like me. I mean, I write books about women of the Old West. My publishing house also does books for Olivia Newton-John and the like. If they have to choose between marketing Olivia Newton-John stuff or my stuff, they're going to pick Olivia Newton-John's material. And that's not an insult. Business. It is a business. A lot of times writers don't want to hear that either because they think, oh my golly, I've put my heart and soul into this. It can't be a business. It can't be just based on that. You know, that is a big part of it. That's, you know, I, I, I do, but I know that the Three Stooges reel for my publishing house. My books are the books that sell, that enable the bigger books about the little known characters to be able to be made. Just like the Three Stooges were able to get big pictures made based off of the money that they made for their little films. Today's guest is Greg Russo. Greg is the screenwriter of the new Mortal Kombat film, which just opened on Friday, the 23rd, as well as the upcoming films, Saints Row, Space Invaders, Death Note 2. Mortal Kombat recently broke the record for most Red Band trailer views in a week, dethroning Deadpool. Yeah, I would just say, you know, when I moved to Hollywood and 
I wanted to be a screenwriter and there was, you know, a few years there where I just, you know, you always doubt, you always question yourself. Is this really an attainable goal? Can I actually get where I want to get to? I would just, you know, every day, just every night, actually, maybe this is cheesy. I don't know, but it worked for me. I would just kind of envision myself doing it every night. And, and next day I would get up and I'd go to work and I'd just keep slugging away at it. But it was, I think it was my piece of advice would be to picture yourself doing it and then go and attain that goal. Today's guest is David Boxerbaum. David is partner and literary agent at Ferve Talent and Literary Agency. Take a moment to appreciate and be proud of what you've accomplished already, because I sit here and I'm humbled by the notion of being able to sit behind a computer and write every day and what that takes and what that fortitude it is to need to do that and the art of that process. And you need to, at some point, take a moment and, and give yourself grace and appreciation and um and love for what you've accomplished already and to stay humble and like i try to do every day and to appreciate and never give up because the minute you give up someone else will take your will will continue to grow continue to take your place in this business and the joy of the writing art of storytelling is that you can do it anytime like i said any place and any minute in your life you can tell a great story and um giving up is is giving up is giving in and i think that the key is to continue to always always believe in yourself and always believe in and honing your craft i said it before i'll say it again great writers do one thing that no no one else seems to do and that's just right today's guest is alan dean foster alan is a writer of fantasy and science fiction who has written several book series and more than 130 standalone novels. Alan's works include Splinter of the Mind's Eye, the first Star Wars Expanded Universe novel, which was originally written to be filmed as a low-budget sequel to Star Wars if the original film was not a success. He also wrote the story for Star Trek The Motion Picture. And as I said earlier, more than 130 standalone novels, including the Humanics Commonwealth novels, Ice Rigger Trilogy, and Spellsinger series. Alan's newest novel, Madranga, released November 2020, and is in stores now. And Alan is also a friend of the podcast and has appeared on the show a few times before. I think that's the key. If you work on something every day, no matter what it is, you're going to get better at it. Or you're going to get sick of it and do something else where you work on it every day. But if you're writing, if you're trying to write a book or a short story or whatever, write at least one page every day. And before you know it, you'll have a short story. And at the end of the year, you'll have a novel, even if that's all you do. But you have to work at it every day. Great pianists, the greatest pianists like Vladimir Horowitz and Arthur Rubinstein, they all practiced every day for their entire lives. They didn't have to. You get up in your 60s and your 70s and you're going to play a couple of pieces that you've played hundreds of times before. Still practice every day. And you do that by writing every day. Today's guest is Isabella Master de Casa. Isabella is a producer and a talent manager representing digital storytellers and heroes and villains entertainment. Isabella was already on the show. I think that it's important to know that even if you're scared of trying something new, that's okay. I think everyone is. I think it's important to still try and still think outside the box. It's a very competitive industry and it's a very large industry. So I think that even if you're scared or even if you don't really know how to approach these, you should still try to do something, anything, because anything is better than nothing. 
and you can still adjust it as you go. But you will learn so much every time you step out of your bubble and of your comfort zone. So if this is something that you don't know how to approach, just start approaching it in any way you want, and then you will adjust it as you go. Today's guest is Teresa Rebeck. Teresa is a prolific and widely produced playwright whose work can be seen and read throughout the United States and abroad. Her fourth Broadway play premiered on Broadway in 2018, making Teresa the most Broadway-produced female playwright of our time. Other Broadway works include Dead Accounts, Seminar, Mauritius. Other notable New York and regional plays include Seared, Downstairs, Scene, The Water's Edge, Loose Knit, The Family of Man, and Spike Heels, Bad Dates, The Butterfly Collection, and Our House, The Understudy, View of the Dome, What We're Up Against, and Omnium Gatherum. As a director, her work has been seen at the Alley Theater, Rep Company, Dorset Theater Festival, The Orchard Project, and the Fulger Theater. Major film and television projects include Trouble, starring Angelica Houston, Bill Pullman, and David Morse, NYPD Blue, the NBC series Smash, which she's the creator, and the upcoming female spy thriller 355 for Jessica Chastain's production. As a novelist, Rebecca's books include Three Girls and Their Brother, and I'm Glad About You. Teresa is the recipient of the William Inge New Voices Playwriting Award, the Penn Laura Pell's Foundation Award, Lily Award, and more. You know, everybody's full of different ideas about how to do it. And the only time I know that I should not be listening to somebody who's giving out unasked for advice is when they tell me to stop writing. I think stop writing is the worst piece of advice anyone can give to a writer. So if anyone ever says to you, stop writing, don't talk to that person. (laughs) (laughs) Just don't listen to that person. Just like go, oh, this isn't... I have to say, at one point, I finally heard it come out of someone who I knew did not wish me well. And I thought, that's really bad advice. And so my advice to writers is to keep writing. I think, you know, there's that kind of crazy out there truism that came from Malcolm Gladwell that, you know, you're 10,000 hours. And I think that that's not crazy advice. I think that's very good advice. You know, I think the argument that the more you do it, the better you get at it is a good argument. I think that Shakespeare's later plays are decidedly better than his earlier plays and that we grow by doing it. Today's guest is Precious Brady Davis. Precious is truly a Renaissance woman. You may recognize her name from being the first trans bride on TLC's Say Yes to the Dress, but she was trailblazing for years before that, promoting diversity advocacy, LGBTQ rights, environmental justice, and more. An award-winning diversity advocate, communications professional, and public speaker, she currently serves as the Associate Regional Communications Director at the Sierra Club. She served for three years as the Assistant Director of Diversity Recruitment Initiatives at Columbia College Chicago, her alma mater, implementing the campus-wide diversity initiative and providing leadership and oversight of national diversity recruitment and inclusion policy initiatives. She also served as the Youth Outreach Coordinator at the Center on Halstead, the largest LGBTQ community center in the Midwest, 
During Precious's tenure, she launched a 1.6 million CDC HIV prevention grant, which provided outreach, education, programming, and testing services to over 3,000 young African-American and Latinx gay, bi, and trans youth. Precious is married to Miles Brady and lives in Hyde Park on the south side of Chicago, where they are raising their daughter, Zane, for the first time. Precious is telling her story in her own words with the debut of her memoir, I Have Always Been Me, which releases July 1st, 2021. I would say speak out. Speak out and advocate for yourself. That is something that has found me great success over my career of serving as an advocate for myself, particularly in places where I have encountered systems that have been oppressive, particularly as a trans woman, particularly as a Black woman. I think that I have spoken truth to power, created accountability, and created change. Something that I often say is that I leave places better than I found them. Today's guest is Mason Ingle. Mason is a writer and filmmaker from Columbus, Indiana. Mason's short film, Men's, earned third place in the Broadcast Education Association Film Festival and was accepted into the prestigious Hollywood Florida Film Festival. Mason is also very passionate about community involvement and has spoken at Hope Elementary School for Read Across America Day and the community Facebook channel Celebrate Columbus. Some fun facts about Mason. He loves sci-fi, fantasy, and anything by Neil Gaiman. He's a Hufflepuff, slowly learning to accept that. He went to Purdue, but bleeds Carolina Blue. He was a math major, emphasis on was, and he loves independent bookstores. Mason's new short film, Books Tour, a 30-minute documentary and the story of his road trip to 50 indie bookstores in 50 days, is releasing in mid-July to raise money for the Book Industry Charitable Foundation. The foundation is using 100% of the profits to help indie bookstores recover from the pandemic. I would say to trust the power of your subconscious. There are so many times when we get to a, a hurdle or a block in our creative process, and our natural inclination, or at least my natural inclination, is to push, is to bang my head against the wall until I knock the wall down or figure out a way around the wall. But as I've gotten older, as I've written more and had more experience with film, usually the answer is so much easier to come to if, for a time at least, you just let the project go. And that doesn't have to be for weeks or months. It could be for an afternoon when you had planned on writing, but it's just not flowing at the moment and you need some time to step away. We've been told our whole lives to work hard and that to always just keep pushing. But there's a virtue. There's definitely virtue in that, but there's wisdom in knowing when to, when to let go and when to return. And that's just, I think we're mistrustful of that path because it's easier and we've been conditioned to suspect easy as like a shortcut or a cheat. But really, that's just what our minds need sometimes is a little space and the answer becomes a whole lot more obvious than it was before. Today's guests are Kevin and Matthew McManus. Kevin and Matthew are filmmakers and TV writers whose works include The Block Island Sound, American Vandal, Funeral Kings, 
Cobra Kai, 13 Cameras, and more. They write as a duo, and they are also brothers. The Block Island Sound, which I mentioned, released on Netflix on March 11th, and they wrote, directed, and produced that. Our commencement speaker in college had this great speech where he talked about, there were like the four four rules that he said in gaining success. It's a lot of stuff that you've heard before, like, you know, choose a goal and surround yourself with successful people and, you know, stay tenacious. But the big one that I never really heard anyone say before, which is really eye-opening, was choose what you're willing to sacrifice in order to achieve your goals. And it was such an eye-opener because I had a lot of friends who moved out to LA or wanted to make movies, but there's usually, I want to do that, but I need to have a job or I need to live comfortably or I need to, you know, have a certain lifestyle while doing it. So there's always these things that kind of stop them from being able to really go after it. And for us, when you take that moment to really decide what you're willing to sacrifice, it helps give good perspective when you're going through the rough times. So for us, we were like, I don't mind being broke if it means making my first feature. So the goal was to make the first feature and what we were willing to sacrifice was being broke and not eating particularly well. You know, we survived on a very, very limited budget. And I think there's five of us living in a very small apartment at one point, so we could pay dirt cheap rents. And it helped give us good perspective because as we were going through that, and it was really tough and sometimes was kind of a bummer. You remind yourself, yeah, this is what I was willing to trade in order to get this first feature made. So perspective is really huge in trying to keep your spirits high because there are times where it can be debilitating, can be a bummer, and it's always good to remember, you know, what you're doing it for and then the trade you've decided to make. The other things too that we tell young writers all the time is so often people fall in love with the one project, right? And they're like, this is going to be the one that breaks me into the career. And it's really helpful to write that project and then write the next project and then work on the next one, you know, because it's a terrible metaphor, but it's the way I describe it to people is breaking in is sort of like trying to break down a castle wall, like a big medieval castle wall. And you've got a cannon and your script, your big idea, that's one cannonball. It's possible you hit that wall in just the right way that thing comes crumbling down. But most likely, you're going to need a few cannonballs. And so each script is a new cannonball. And it's just the more you don't become precious about that one idea and have multiple ideas, multiple scripts, the more likely it is that you'll be able to actually succeed and keep working. And so that's always a big piece for me to share with people. Today's guest is Vincent Lin. Vincent is a filmmaker and founder of Valiant Pictures, a production company based in New York City. He recently placed as a top 50 semifinalist in the Academy Nickel Fellowship, and he's a judge for the NYU Purple List. Valiant Pictures is actively developing content from short films to feature films to episodic to commercial advertising, and Vincent is also one of my friends. It's so obvious, but it's just right. You know, I think writers often focus too much about, you know, even like structure, even about, you know, how am I going to get this made? You know, who's going to pick this up? You know, who do I sell this to? What do I shoot this on? Who's the right director? That stuff is all important, obviously. But at the same time, it's irrelevant if you don't have a compelling story, if you don't have a good story that you want to tell, right? So just write, just keep writing and understand that your first draft is going to be garbage. Understand that your 10th draft is probably still going to be garbage. And I think that's the process, you know, like people really need to understand that writers write, you know, that's literally, that's their job, right? So I often have like, you know, writers or directors submit their project to me and we start talking about it. And 
one, they don't take the feedback. And two, it's obviously they haven't thought through a lot of the descriptions and a lot of the characters and a lot of the, you know, what happens next? What happened five years ago? You know, like there's a lot of stuff that has to go into it. And the only way to get there is just to continuously write. So I know it's such obvious advice, but I think people need to understand, and especially writers, that that's literally the definition of a writer you write. So, you know, you don't expect to write your first feature film within, you know, three days. Sometimes it takes literally years, you know, and you got to go back and sometimes you got to rewrite your whole scenes and rewrite characters, combine characters, lead characters. You know, it's not a road that just has one direction. There's so many, you're the creator of your story, right? And so there's no problem with literally, let's say you put in, you know, 30 drafts of a script. There's no problem going back and be like, you know what? This scene's not working. Let's pull it out. You know what I mean? Like you could keep working on it. There's no endpoint until you get it made, right? So don't focus too much about how am I going to get this made? Focus more about just writing a great story. Thank you so much for listening to The Writer Experience. If you enjoyed the episode today, please leave a rating, a review, and a comment on iTunes. You can also check us out on Instagram at Writer Experience and Twitter and Facebook at Writer EXP. The Writer Experience is a Samurai Dinosaur production. Copyright 2019. All rights reserved. Music by Kevin McLeod.